Hello, everyone. This is Charles and Tribulations. Thank you for tuning in. So if you didn't know already, I am in Oregon, outside of Portland. Started work last Monday, this past Monday. And just sort of, like I promised, wanted to give you all an update on what's been happening to me, what I've been getting into, things like that. And so about two and a half weeks ago, I was searching through Craigslist to see if anybody was trying to uh, sublease an apartment or a room in their house because it's more expensive than I thought to live out here and get an apartment. I was hopefully going to get a studio or a one bedroom, but these apartments are crazy and they want like $1,200 for a studio apartment in a place that's like not even not even in Portland which it costs about the same but like close to where I work and I'm like what? crazy so thankfully um, after over a month of searching um, literally got took like six weeks or so to um, to secure a spot um, I found somebody we uh, did a chat through Skype, so I got to see them, um, and their now former roommate who moved out. Um, at the end of the chat, they said they were like, "Oh, you seem like a nice enough guy. You don't look like a serial killer or anything like that." They didn't say this, of course, uh, but you know, went well enough. So I now have a place to stay um, here. It's like my first time having my own room in my own bathroom in almost four years which is crazy to me and outside that I've always had to share a bathroom outside of those that year actually that was uh, it was 2013 to 2014 about a calendar about a calendar year where I had my own bathroom happy about it like, I don't have to worry about cluttering the the sink the counter which I try not to just to keep my stuff tidy and I don't have to worry about what I leave in the shower because you know I want to have my my products in there the, you know at, at any given time so I'm like oh man it's great this is what this feels like <laughs> um, you know so uh, my roommate is pretty cool um, thankfully more outgoing than I am because I built up a terrible habit of being or being comfortable with staying inside and staying in my room away from you know other people so that's my default is to be you know quiet and keep to myself and that's been to my detriment in certain areas while in college so I wanted to work outside of that work to um, get myself out of that so told my roommate like, I want to be uh, out of my room more when I'm home and when I don't have to work the next day uh, you know be more friendly and show that like I am kind <laughs> and not this mean terrible person so just being out here in the greater Portland area it's like new 
Portland downtown area. Looks like a major city than like New York or like a Chicago. It's like all these tall buildings and all these places like where people just walk around to or take the train to and from other parts of the city or even outside the city. And one thing I was thinking just today, like man, every and anybody, every and anybody takes the max, which is the, the train. Not just like, you know, poorer people who don't have as much money, but no, like pretty much anybody, um, they're not too good to ride. Especially it costs $5 for a day pass and 250 for a one-way that lasts for two and a half hours. I actually did that. And use that, you know, one way, about two hours later, use that same ticket, because it's still good. And it went back to my place. And so, like, any and everyone is willing to use the public transportation. It's pretty good out here, unlike Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where it sucks. And it probably says better than San Diego or at least because it's on that smaller and it's easier to get to almost every place you need just to the max because it's all down the line until you get to Portland of course and so I can get like I'm in Hillsborough so I get Hillsborough Beaverton and then 20th minutes later boom I'm in Portland and I can get a lot of things in a lot of things in and also I live right off the max which is nice and another thing I remembered was the night I got in my roommate and I stopped at a Costco gas station and I saw these dudes standing outside I'm like oh that's right people don't some states people can't pump their own gas and so I had never seen it before actually I didn't know that was a thing in some states until eight months like eight months ago so my first time seeing you know some dude standing you know out in the elements it was like 40 degrees outside couldn't be me uh, you know had to pump wait for cars to pull up so he could pump gas uh, you know he got a nice tip or something like that but man ooh especially how cold it was uh, but like I didn't know I wouldn't think Portland would be that type of city anyway, or a place, um, especially like metal state with a bunch of oil refineries and things that way. It's so easy for stuff to catch on fire, uh, or there's tons of oil around. I don't know. So it was my first time seeing that. And so last in my first podcast, I mentioned um, some few a few things I wanted to. Do do to help get myself established and settled into the area one of them being uh, finding the black people <laughs> uh, so, uh, part of that you know that solution or whatever was I ended up getting connected with the Urban League Young Professionals of Portland they actually had an event in joint with my company and so I got to meet up with them for work that workshop Wednesday 
link up with them. I actually met two people who work for the same company, which was also nice. And then I found a barbershop, which was cool. And before I left, I said, Diego, I asked my roommate, I was like, when you go to the gym, if you see a black guy, just ask him where he gets his haircut. And so I got, uh, you know, later that night, I went to text him, like, oh, champions. And then a couple days ago, my roommate has a coworker who was giving us a sign furniture. And I asked her, I said, like, I asked her, it's like, oh, where do you get your son's haircut? She was like, champions. Like, sweet. And then this one roommate told me also, and it was swinging by champions Thursday by chance because I saw them when I was going to go pick up a bike from somebody. So I got this card, you know, I'll be by next week. So, you know, boom, two things off the checklist. Um, which was nice. Like I mentioned before, like I can't just trust anybody or any regular barber shop to be able to cut my hair. Okay. That would just hurt. It's a lot of pain. Uh, emotional pain that I would go through if somebody jacked my hair up. And then I gotta go like pay another barber somewhere else maybe to fix what they did. Or at least like wear a hat. I've had to do that before. Yeah. So, highly recommended champions. I'll check them out probably like Friday. Something like that. So, this first week in the, of work in the books was mainly just a bunch of orientation classes where we talked about safety and intellectual property. And, you know, they made sure they hit a home on safety. Kind of mentioned what the regular how the um the facility operates and what a regular work day might look like the people there super diverse um, especially the upper level engineers who have you know not just their bachelor's degree in the STEM area but you know masters and PhDs um, during orientation we had about 100 people that have for everyone who works across the company at the multiple sites in the, in the area, all in the same room. Uh, I'd probably say about 60 of the 100 there were from a different company. Uh, I mean, from a different country. You know, some from Africa, some from uh, the Middle East, like or India. One young lady who just finished her PhD from USC, but she's from Turkey. <laughs> I was like, oh, dang, that's cool. I'm from Southern Cal or whatever. So I um, also met this guy, this white guy who was from New York, but went to the University of Michigan. So he was actually seated right next to me because we had assigned seating the first day. Um, but he's like, okay, my guy friend, I, I work. That you know, try and get lunch with. And I'm not sure. Probably won't be working directly with him because the company's so huge. Oh no, I, I won't work directly with him. I forgot. But I got to meet my bosses. Got to see where my desk and cubicle might be. Um, things like that. 
Oh yes, also I forgot to mention for the church that I ended up going to this Sunday and last week. Um, my roommate invited me. I was like, oh, I went to this church. I like it. So we went. Uh, it was like, okay. Super diverse. And I guess it classified with um, be able to classify as a multi-ethnic church. I think multiple people of color on their staff paid that and then in terms of congregation it was definitely at least you know 40% people of color maybe I'm like hey like, I never was uh, kind of looking for that but you know stumbled upon it and with help of my roommate so I went back today just uh, go to one of their different services with their black pastor on staff uh, is the teaching pastor so turns out he was a New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary where I have some, some friends at especially being in Baton Rouge um, and knowing just different Christians his wife is from New Orleans so yeah we're gonna link up this week and talk kind of a piece of you know, my second home um, being you know, Baton Rouge South Louisiana it was nice to, you know, run into someone who's kind of like an extended family or whatever in some sense. I just met him. He actually looks like the What's Just Say Now Chuck guy um, who has videos on Twitter and YouTube. So feel free to pause this and look up online What's Just Say Now Chuck. And, you know, you'll kind of you'll pull up a picture of some black guy who looks like he's in his 40s. If that dude had gray hair, he would look like the, the pastor. Which service I want to say today. That's not like Tyler Rose to be mean, but like he looks like him. It's all good though. Yeah, because you know, he had a beret, a beret or something, and he had a Bluetooth earpiece on. Um, he was kind of like eccentric and just very loose and joyful at the time, which is also funny and cool. He and his wife, you know being like couples goals or something uh, but I was definitely glad I can meet him and hopefully get to know him and be able to and be poured into him by him and you know it's just nice to myself about this like I've never really had money really like I do now um, or at least what I expected to make uh, which isn't much but definitely more than the average starting salary for a college graduate so um, it's definitely nice thing I'm like, man I, growing up um, we were never poor but at the same time we didn't have a lot of money to do all this like take all these vacations and you know, go to these different places uh, for, for us when like me traveling um except for one time was going to visit family uh, across the country for whatever reason, whether it be a, like a funeral or uh, just, you know, to link up with them, have a good time, because it hadn't been a while. Yeah. And so my mom called it the working poor, where we didn't make enough to do anything while at the same time, uh, we made too much to qualify for anything like free lunch 
at school. Um, and so right now, I'm like, oh, I don't have to live like that anymore. Um, I could go and not penny, not, not have to penny pinch and be tight-fisted with my money. Um, and I can kind of like just, you know, not necessarily help out a bunch of different people because I'm not about to do that. But I don't have to trip over or worry about um, giving someone some money or trying to support another person, you know, just like a, a little bit. Uh, maybe like a random stranger or a friend trying to raise money for something. So at the same time, like, I'm not about to go and blow all this money on, you know, a moped or a pair of $300 J's. But I am about to, you know, of course, furnish my room because I only have a bed. I'm, I'm sleeping on an air mattress right now. Uh, I need fresh room. But, you know, I spend maybe $300 on a few pairs of shoes. Probably like three for that much. And plus, I gotta get up on my cold weather gear because the low is still like 30, 40 degrees each day. And the high today was like 68, which is the highest it's been since I've been here. Um, I need to enjoy these company benefits <laughs> and company discounts we get. And so, um, it's just different, right? This, uh, this guy named Hollis Conway, who is a former Olympic high jumper, he would tell this story during uh, his like, motivational speeches or giving his testimony where growing up, uh, he was poor and he had several siblings and they only had one bathroom in their house and so when he made it and came up financially he had bought a house with several bathrooms in it not because he needed it to but because he never was able to live like that before and so that's what comes to mind well I'm not, I'm not gonna be extravagant but you know I can afford some nice things whether it be um, a few like I can afford to buy nice watches and wear cologne for whatever occasions get a couple suits something like that something like that you know? which is a blessing because I I know people who you know, financially on their own couldn't do that people I went to school with actually you know? so that's how I can live now if anybody asks you know I'm broke because in a sense, these institutions, a couple of them, you know, they own a portion of me. And I don't want to go to jail, and I don't want my wages garnished by the government um, outside of taxes. And speaking of taxes, I got this first check or something for work. And oh my God, I got robbed. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how much it, it was, but... It was for a supplemental income in terms of like where it qualifies in taxes. And what? Like, I had mixed feelings about it because, like, yeah, I got this free money up front. Or not up front, but I got this free money that, you know, I don't have to worry about um, exactly saving it all the way because 
gonna have to be paying for this month. It's more enough for next month's rent. You know, it's a it's a nice disposable you know check. But at the same time, dang. Saying I would have been spent a, a huge portion of whatever else I got could have gotten from the pre-taxed amount, but I feel hurt. It's almost like a backhanded compliment or something. <sighs> but I can't complain. <laughs> I cannot complain about you know where I am now, honestly. But I still do have a lot to pay off. From these student loans. So yeah, that's my update. Uh, I do plan to, you know, try and be here in Portland for two years or so before I not think about going anywhere else. Um, and that kind of also depends on how much I like it in terms of what I do at work. Uh, um, if I can continue my education, whether it be through the company on their dime or somehow getting to graduate school on my own um, and then, you know, joining some organizations just to, you know, help give back and be uh, mindful of other people who go through different things and have different living situations um, who need help from other people and I feel like I can be a part of that solution to aid them, um, even if in, even if it's just I'm in a minor way. Uh, so I'll hopefully do this, like I mentioned before, every couple weeks. Uh, if you want to ask me some stuff, you know, directly um, about anything I mentioned, particularly work, because I won't just, I'll probably never put it things about work online where it can be uh, seen by either my employer or uh, any and everybody because I don't like to be that accessible in terms of my personal business um, yeah thank you for tuning in God bless I forgot to add about my two trips to Portland and so uh, this past Friday and the Saturday before, uh, went to went into Portland. I saw the uh, last Saturday, my roommate and some friends wanted to go dancing, and so they linked up with some group they uh, found on this app called Meetup. And um, you know, we went to some place in downtown Portland. And it was fun. Um, I was like the only guy at first, and so it was fun getting to know some people. Or some of them in that group, a few of them were from Hillsborough area, kind of close to where I stay at. Um, and so we're on the dance floor, like just having a good time, not much going on. And this guy just like walks up, um, I guess trying to get out one of the girls who are our, ladies who are our group. Um, and before he'd been kind of like stalking them like a predator, you know what I mean? Like just going around the area or just when he was at the bar and, you know, I guess maybe prepping it himself for the movie he was going to make. Um, 
And so, like, mind you, it's just me in terms of, like, that group as a guy. And I guess, like, I'm their guardian or whatever. It's like, I'm on duty. And I'm, like, keep an eye out. Um, and he wasn't the only guy who was, like, eyeballing them because he, you know, thought they were cute. And then, like, I'll say two of them, two of them for, for sure. Oh, no, three were cute in the group. So I was like, okay, I understand, um, like, what you're thinking. And I approve of the choice you made in terms of the individual in the group. But he was clearly, like, not making any progress. One, because he didn't say a word. Two, because they didn't look like they were interested. And three, like, the way he was dancing, like, you could have sworn it was his mating call or something in the middle of like, mating season. It's like this, all he did was like, if you imagine a guy marching in place without lifting their feet very far off the ground while also making like a humping motion, that's what this dude was doing. And it was, <laughs> it was kind of funny and hard not to laugh. But at the same time, it was weird because he kind of couldn't take a hint. So we're, we'll call it a strut, this, his like, yeah, strut that he was doing in place, um, and acting like, basically like humping um, the air, trying to trying to slide his way, you know, over uh, behind this one girl. Kind of wish he wasn't looking, but like also, while I wasn't maybe looking or right by her, because uh, he knew I, I guess figured out I was with him. He also. Walked right by me, like got a box. I mean, I guess trying to get me to make that weird move too. I don't think I got it all the way down, all the way down. Um, but he just kind of like slide up behind her, uh, and she kept like getting out the way because she clearly didn't want to be bothered by him. And so maybe after his third try, um, he finally took a hint and went to the another part of the the place we're at. Um, with that, you know, got to meet them. Got a few of the uh, one girl added a bunch of us to some group chat that she she made. Um, but like until I Portland, I'm like oh okay, this isn't a terrible place even though it's freezing cold. Um, so this past Friday, I was going to a bookstore. My roommate had told me about this place called Powell's, which apparently is you know well known uh, it has like, multiple stories and fl- or floors so i was like okay bet um so we took the the max there and um so uh roommate left we made up with someone and so i was headed to powell's and i had passing by these food trucks because i was, I was kind of hungry you know i was like just looking at the, what they had Probably gonna stop by like a fast food place, something I could trust, and I knew what I was getting into. And this guy, you know, just stops me. He's like, "Hey man, you wanna try a sample of this skiro?" And when I tell you, it was like the juiciest lamb I had ever had. Like, mm. and so I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." Like, so I'll take one of those. <laughs> And in my head, it was like, man, he got me. I wasn't even planning on buying from him. 
and you know, chat it up a little bit, and you know, while he was making it, making the food. So, man, I'm like big ups to him because there was a dude right next to his uh, food truck selling like the exact same stuff, Mediterranean food. But he went out the way, to, you know, offer up a free sample, um, and so I had to hit that um, man up and got this 14 inch, I was, was thin, gyro sub, uh, like a long tube. Um, but man, I, I, I was still eating when I got to Powell's, which wasn't far from it, and I was, you know, smacking on it um, in, the, in the bookstore, trying to go through the, those aisles. And so, um, it's a Powell's, pretty nice place, um, kind of chill, kind of like a library, but maybe that's what all bookstores look like. Um, I, I guess that's a stupid comparison because they are like the same thing. Um, but it was a cool place. Uh, and so if I gave you three guesses, you could bet, you could probably, most people, if they know me, get, you know, two out of three, which are the two different places that I went in the bookstore. The first being African-American section, because, you know, show love, support, and that's all, also, that's the majority of what I want to read, because all the other stuff, you know, it was just a part of the curriculum in school, and with the reading list that we had to pick from, um, you know, of course, they had Martin Luther King Jr. stuff, um, or books about him, more so, um, not really a plethora of options. Yeah. And so um, definitely uh, pulled up my Amazon wish list, which is where I keep all the books that I have yet to buy, but I, I want to get. Um, um, whenever I read, I add to it, especially when you look at the, the references they make. End up getting uh, The Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. Um, which is you know, a book I probably should, been should have read. And then this book called When and Where I Enter, The Impacts of Black Women on Race and Sex in America by Paula Giddings. And so um, I'm like, boom. I didn't think they had the, the book by Miss Giddings. Um, just wasn't sure, you know, how diverse... Um, their selections were. They had a lot of books uh, by black authors. Um, so I was happy about that. I'm content. Um, but I guess the one problem I didn't like, or the problem I had was the prices of those books. Um, and I know like some of them were new. A lot of them were, were new, never used before. You know what I mean? Like no one's ever cracked the spine open or ruffled it, you know what I mean, um, but some of the books, you know, 40, 50 years old, but a new version cost 30, almost $30, and a soft cover at that, like, I think Women in Class by Angela Davis, I was like, oh, I like that, let me get that, because I want, it was on my, my wish list, come to find out, it's like $27 for a new copy, I was like, what? 
paper for a paperback book that is older than me? Like, you could have sworn she had signed it herself or something. And, and it was like a first edition. No, it's just a, a book they were trying to trying to sell. So I couldn't do that. Same thing with um, maybe some other Angela Davis book and some um, a couple other books I wanted from the black author section. Okay, I get so I, I picked those. I grabbed those two. Head over to the Christian section, and I'm like, okay, I was, I was looking for this book called The Cross and the Lynching Tree by James Cone. It's like he um, big in black theology. Um, circles, and you know this. This person refer, uh, recommended it last year, or yeah, last year um, when I was at LSU, she came and did a talk and mentioned the book. I was like, oh, okay, let me add that to my list. My list, list. and uh, the store clerk, you know, helped me find it because I was struggling. And another book that's overpriced, twenty something dollars. For a soft cover book, I'm like, man, this is robbery. Um, especially, most people don't know who James Cone is. A lot more people know who know who Angela Davis is, of course. But no disrespect to James Cone, but what? He probably did. I'm not sure if he's alive yet. Still, probably not. But. He probably wouldn't have sold this book for this much. Not $20, you know, maybe 15 And so I was thinking, okay, let me figure maybe 15 because I've seen the Amazon prices for new books. Um, and so that's what I was expecting. So I had to, you know, just turn it down. When, when pals gets their minds right, um, you know, I, I might get it from there or, or else, you know, Amazon going to take these dollars Um same thing with some other books like Tim Keller. Um, couldn't find any on Matt Chandler. I, I wasn't looking that hard. But one pastor I, I kind of bang with. Um, I don't know him personally, but you know, uh, I love his theology. Is Eric Mason. And he had a book called Manhood Restored. How the Gospel Makes Men Whole. And you know, he's a black guy. Pastor out of Philly has this church called Epiphany Church. Um, seen a, watched a bunch of his sermons on YouTube. So I know who he is. And I saw his book. Uh, a nice $8.95 for a used copy. Um, it looks new. Couldn't, could have fooled me. But, you know, that was my, my third pickup it's, um, for my troubles. One of the store clerks gave me some coupon to get a discount off my purchases. And so I spent about $20 on some books that I wanted to read already. Didn't have to pay for shipping or, you know, any cover charge for getting to Powell's. And so I'm excited to get into Eric Mason's book, past Eric Mason's book tonight and do my thing. They also, the Max is pretty dope. Um, get you from Portland, or actually from the airport, which is northeast of Portland, all the way out 
um, maybe even 20 minutes past where I stay in Hillsboro. Um, and so, um, or 20 minutes on the train, on the max, maybe like 10 driving. And, and so I, I can get from my place to the center of Portland in maybe 40 minutes. I think it took me like 35, if that, uh, and offer $5 for a day pass. I know San Diego don't do five dollars for a day pass anymore, and it's only two fifty one way, um, or two dollars fifty cents for about two and a half hours actually. And so this is still you know, definitely gotta make that one of my monthly bills. And they have this thing called Hopcard where you can check how much you use it, and it will after you spend a hundred dollars in a month, it won't charge you anymore. I definitely won't be spending that much. And I also have some type of um, employee discount or incentive that I can use to save money off that. But that's a nice buy um, and a must-have for anybody because it's that easy uh, if you live along the max uh, and commute uh, to or from Hillsboro or Portland. So, yeah.